Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Whew, how are y'all doing? I am doing fantabulous. Oh man, I hope y'all are doing well. My current situation, I am at work. I'm at the salon. Um, I actually got to the salon and um, nobody's really here yet, so I'm going to run and grab coffee and I thought this was the perfect time to talk with you guys and chat a little bit. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I got this word that, um, you know, that I heard the Lord speak to me. He spoke this to me. It was this week. I know it was this week. Um, and when he said it, man, I felt my whole spirit just respond so I wanted to share this word with you because I really feel like it's it needs to come it needs to happen now and y'all need it for whatever is whatever God is about to instruct you to do um you need this word so you can handle it you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying okay so this podcast is called it's time to move hey <laughs> Did y'all feel that? No. <laughs> kidding, but not kidding. Okay. Um, yeah, it's time to move. God is saying to somebody that's listening, it's your time to move. You've been waiting. You've been waiting on a word. You've been waiting on a sign. You've been waiting. And God is saying, this is your sign. It's time to move. <sighs> wow. I... I have three points that I want to give you guys, and then we're going to pray. Um, this is very, very significant to me and, and for me because I've lived a life of moving, even in uncertainty, uh, moving when I wasn't, you know, really quite sure what God, you know, had for me on the other side of it. You know, I just I just did it. I just made the move. Um, so I'm not coming to you from a place of we're all in this together, um, you know, taking these random steps from that from that sense. In that sense, I'm coming from a place of I've, I've done it several times. Um, I'm aware of how confusing it can feel. I'm aware of how nervous you can get with with the uncertainty of it all with not really knowing for sure um what's going to happen when you get to a place or how are you going to even you know all of the things that come along with just not being sure um but on the other side of obedience is great promises from God so the first person that I thought of, because this is a scripture that God gave me. So if y'all don't know, I had to move from Texas to initial, I mean, excuse me. Originally, I moved from Chicago to Texas um, and I lived in Texas for about 15 years. And then God called me to move again from Texas to California. Um, and the Texas to California was the first time I moved from Chicago to Texas. It was very very loaded with all of these um, confirmations and prophecies. I had random people, you know, sitting in my chair when I was in beauty school talking about, girl, 
God says it's time to move. And I had never even met these people. Some homeless guy on the street talking about you're about to you're about to move. <laughs> you know, just just I mean, the city of Chicago was teeming and flowing with prophetic words towards me about uh, this move. And so that that's how I knew. And I went in with such security because I had confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. I mean, to the point where I, I didn't even need any more, but he continued to confirm that it was time to move. And then when he called me to move from Texas to California, it was shortly after my husband died. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get confirmation after confirmation. But in actuality, it was less so. He confirmed it um, a couple of ways, but it was definitely not the onslaught that I had originally received when I, you know, when he told me to move from Chicago. So... You know, California, moving to California was more of a faith, a step into faith, a step into um, to the somewhat unknown. Um, there was some known going on. You know, I got to find my place in advance and all of that stuff. But I really just didn't know a whole lot more. I knew I was going to ministry school at Bethel. I knew, you know, I knew some things. Um and but all I had was this draw in my heart. It was a pull in my heart towards this place, and and a, and a desire to be obedient, a desire to, um, for God to continue to trust me with with His plans, and also just this pull. And so it wasn't like millions of people were pulling me over saying, "Hey, you're about to move." Um, I actually got one major prophetic word. But it wasn't even for me. It was from, uh, I went to a conference where this uh, man, Brian, Prophet Brian Karn, he was speaking. And I was sitting in the audience and I was thinking, okay, I want to apply for ministry school. Or actually, I think I had already applied, but I wasn't sure that I would get in yet. And if I did get in, was I even really supposed to be going? And um, I said, Lord, is he going to call me out? And he said, no. He said, but the third prophecy that he gives pay attention because that word is for you. And I said, okay. So he, he's, you know, he's generally prophesying and God said, nope, that ain't it. And so when he gave the first actual word, he said, start counting from here. So he gave this lady a word and it was powerful. And he gave this other person a word and it was powerful. Then he got to the third person and he said, um, I hear, I'm hearing the, the name Matthew. And he said, Matthew, and the guy was like, yeah, that's his name. And he didn't even know the guy. He said, I hear the Lord saying, you're about to move. <laughs> hey! And so he began to unpack this crazy prophetic word, uh, which was for me, which I have recorded somewhere because I actually recorded it and kept it. Um, but this crazy prophetic word, which was so... The, the only difference was the fact that the man's name was Matthew and it was a man. But everything else was so I mean, he said, where you're going, God says he's going to do some healing things in your heart from past stuff that has happened. You've been, you didn't, you're not sure if you should, but God said, I'm setting it up so you can go. Like he broke it down. So that was powerful. So moving on now, I'm here. I am having to move from California to Florida. So I go from where I had, you know, all of this confirmation to that middle place of, you know, one 
prophetic word, not even to, to me, but to somebody else that God just spoke to my heart and said, listen for the third one. To now moving, moving from, uh, from California to Florida was, of course, of course I got a word. He had to speak a word to me, um, but it was not as the other two. It was so different. Um, I literally, even when I started out on my journey, felt like, am I doing this of my own accord? Like, is this really God or am I just stepping out onto thin air? Like, what is this? And then to get here and, you know, to be homeless um, initially. And then somebody told me. Just, 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 just not knowing, you know, not even, not having a set thing or place or anything, but just literally stepping out into the the unknown without a solid word, without a secure uh, word. And so, I have examples of that in scripture, which just blew my mind. The first one was was Abraham, and how God told Abraham, Ab- not Abraham, but Abram. To come out, God just says in, in Genesis 12, he says, um, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. And <laughs> he said, after that, he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you should be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Okay, so I love it. I love it because God didn't say, okay, Abraham, I want you to leave and I want you to walk 30 miles in this direction, make a right, and then you're going to see an oasis. That's where you're going to live. No, he said, just go to a land that I will eventually show you. So that, and then, and then, he gave him some terms. He said he was going to bless him. And every time that God, God has always spoken how he was going to bless me. But I never really banked on it because it. I'm learning like how God blesses you. He's compounding some interest for me or something. But the way he does it is not like, okay, as soon as you step out, I'm about to drop $10 million in your account. You know, in your obedience, in your movement, things do start to open up and break for you. And so I love how Abram, it just says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. He just, he just did what God said, you know, and he didn't even know for sure where he was supposed to be. So I want to encourage you, somebody that God may be speaking to you very specifically and saying, I want you to actually pack your family and I want you to move to this new place. And it's going to be to your benefit to just go ahead and do it. The second person that I wanted to bring up was, is, not was, or is Gideon. Gideon was given a, a command or a a um, charge from the Lord that he was going to be, he called him a mighty man of valor. He was supposed to be the one to save the Israelites, right? Gideon was freaking out about this. He like, he, I think he loved the idea of being the savior 
of Israel, but the actual mechanics of having to do the work and do it, it wasn't the work because when they found Gideon, when we were introduced to Gideon, he was working. So it wasn't the fact of actual labor, but it was the actual fact of um, being having to confront evil, having to confront people having to come against something, you know, he would have rathered God, just do it. God, just save them. Why do you have to use me to do it? Just save us, you know, save your people. You love us, do it. Why are you using me? So he was so scared of, of, of having to go through with a possible war, a battle, all this stuff. So he, he sent some things. He said, God, I need you to come for, I need you to help me. So, um, if you look at judges chapter six, it says, Chapter six, verse 36, it says, God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you said, um, look, I shall put this fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there's dew on, if there's dew on the fleece only and it's dry on the ground, then I'll know that you'll save Israel by my hand, as you've said. So when he woke up in the morning, he said it was done. Okay. Then, then he said, God, don't be angry with me, <laughs> but let me speak just once more. Let me test. I pray just once more with the fleece. Let it be dry on the fleece. The ground be full, you know, with dew. And then God did it. And so he knew. But but Gideon, like, went through this phase of, like, Lord, I, I mean, I could, just reading it, I could literally see. And in what he said, I could hear the amount of fear and um, just just apprehension that he had about doing this thing. He was willing. But... He was afraid. And I want to encourage you guys, as long as I've been walking with the Lord, um, I had put standards on myself that God did not place on me. You know, I felt like he shouldn't have to confirm things. And people that would tell me that they needed a confirmation, this was years ago, but I would look at them like, how dare you? Oh, ye of little faith. I mean, come on. Like, if God said it, just trust him and believe. And he said it, he's going to do it. He's got your back. But the more I've, the more I've grown as an individual and in the Lord, I'm realizing that, um, there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the father to show you for sure what it is. If, let me tell you something, if God tells you that you're going to come up against a massive army and then not only that, first of all, he got the confirmation and later on in the chapters, not the same chapter, but later on, um, and I, the next chapter, he gets cut down from all of these men. God, he had like, what was it? 20,000. Let me see. 22,000. Man, he had thousands of men in his army. And God, God weeded them down to 300 men. So not only <laughs> are you sending me out here. But where I had a comfort in knowing that's like, for example, if you had, you know, at one point in your life, you had all this money, you had like a hundred thousand dollars and you could play around with it and do things with it. You would actually step out if you knew you had that hundred thousand in your bank. But all of a sudden now you got a thousand dollars in your bank or you got ten thousand dollars. You got five and God is saying, do this major thing with this little bit that's in your hand. And you have to step out and do it. Gideon was, is the poster child for stepping out and doing things with little. I mean, him, he himself didn't, he didn't even think much of himself and God still chose him to, to do a thing. So that says a whole lot. So number two is 
being able to ask the right questions, getting the confirmation that you need so that you can move forward confidently and not feeling like if you come, if you come humbly before God, he won't despise you. I promise you he won't. But if you just, I mean, if you come any old kind of way, then that's how he, he, he can't stand pride. But if you come humbly and say, God, look, I know that I'm supposed to trust you. I love how the man said in the Bible, I don't know the scripture, but he said, um, I believe, but help my unbelief. I love that. You know, it's like, Lord, I know that you are capable of doing this great thing in and through me, but I'm actually really nervous. I want to do it. I'm willing. I'll jump off the cliff and go, but I'm asking you if you will, please show me, show me, like, give me some type of sign. Give me some type of clue and example or, or whatever, however you want to do it, but just give me some a peace in my heart to know that this is what you're saying. And so I love that Gideon did that. Some some preachers think it's a it's a cop out um, or a weakness. Some people think it's great. I'm one of those people that think if you need a confirmation, ask for it. And guess what? If God wants to give it to you, he will. And if he doesn't, then you got to choose whether you're going to obey with it or without it. Or if you're going to just say, I changed my mind. Everybody has a choice or I decide not to do it. So you have a choice. So you got Abraham or Abram, you have Gideon. And then the last person that I wanted to bring up, which was my favorite, is Jonathan. Jonathan in 1 Samuel 14, it says that, um, so basically, Jonathan and Saul, they were in the army. They were all coming up against the Philistines um, to defeat them. And during a lull in the war, Jonathan decides he's going to break rank from the camp and take his armor bearer and go pick a fight. (laughs) So chapter 14 of first Samuel and verse six says, then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, come, let us go to the garrison of these uncircumcised. May it be, or it may be that the Lord will work for us for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or few. Hey, (laughs) so his armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart. Go then here. I am with you according to your heart. I love that. Can I just pause there? I love that so much. Jonathan, whenever you, okay. So this, this type of move is the kind of move that I kind of went through as far as, um, when I moved from California to Florida, it's a, it's a, it's the type of move where you're, you're, you're doing what is in your heart, what you feel moved towards, what you feel passionate towards. Um, and, and that was something for me. I feel passionate about being in the will of God. That's my passion. And moving when he says move and going as he says, go flowing, how he says flow. And so when I got an inclination that he wanted me here in Florida, you know, there was, I ain't gonna lie, there was some hesitation initially, but when I was, when I was just certain that this is what needed to happen, I stepped out and did it. I had no, like I said, I had no, nothing here waiting on me. I just came. And so I love that. Jonathan, when you take those types of leaps, God never leaves you just by yourself. You always have uh, an armor bearer of sorts there to to say whatever's in your heart, do it. Um, God sent me that when with my daughter, to be honest. She was the main person that I was afraid of her seeing this faith 
this leap of faith or this faith walk. And she's the main person that says, mommy, whatever's in your heart to do, I'm with you. She said, mommy, don't worry about me. I'm good. Do what's in your heart. You know, and I love that. And so Jonathan had that same thing. So let me tell you something. When you step out in that way, God is not going to leave you without. And it's almost like that's one of the signs to know that you're doing it right. Because you're not going to, you're going to have that one person or somebody to say, whatever's in your heart to do, do it. I'm with you. So it says um, in verse eight, then Jonathan said, very well, let's cross over to these men and we'll show ourselves to them. If they say to us, wait until we come to you, then we'll stand still in our place and not go up to them. But if they say to us, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has delivered them into our hands. And this will be a sign to us. So both of them went and showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out of their holes where they have hidden. The men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, come up to us and we'll show you something. (laughs) Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come up after me, excuse me. Hey, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer, whoa, after him. (laughs) Hey, and they fell before Jonathan. And as he came up after him, the armor bearer killed them. This is blowing my mind. The Lord is showing me something in this passage that is just blowing me away. So one thing, oh my gosh, one thing I never noticed before is they were positioned. Jonathan and his armor bearer were, were positioned for success. If you've ever, so they were coming in uphill. So typically when you're, when you're standing downwind, you have the disadvantage, but they were actually positioned for success, crawling, crawling up on their hands and knees, wherever they were coming up to was, must've been pretty steep because he was on his hands and knees, but it said Jonathan was striking them. Basically he disabled them and the armor bearer killed them. He was disabling folks left and right. And, and the armor bearer was right behind them slaughtering and they were in the right position uh, physically to destroy their enemies. And so, and I'm even seeing it almost as a funnel because the enemy couldn't come from the side. They couldn't, they couldn't come walking down from the side or around from behind. It was one way in and one way out. <laughs> they had to go up that way and the enemy had to come down that way and they were met with the fire of God. God had delivered these enemies into their hand because all because John and then Jonathan got back to the camp and everybody was like, whoa, this is what's up, bro. You did that because he took this risk which wasn't necessarily even a risk uh, for him. It was more of just saying, you know what? We're going to step out and hey, if if God is with us, they're going to say, come up here. And he didn't say, if not, they're going to come to us. He never said if God, because you know what? It's a knowing that you have that God is with you. But he said, if God is going to deliver them into our hands, they'll say, come up here. I just want to encourage you that some, some things, so every person that's listening is not in the same season. Some of you are Abrams, some of you are Gideons, and some of you are Jonathans. You might be in a season where, where you're stepping out into the unknown and saying, you know what, God, if you're with me, then let's, let's do this. That was, I think there was a, um, was it a, what was it? Um, what's the, what's his name? Indiana Jones. And he was going through one of the temples and it's a movie. So if y'all don't know about Indiana Jones, y'all need to go rent it. It's a movie. It's old, but 
he had to um, solve these these puzzles when he would go into these temples in order to not activate uh, the traps that were set. And so one of the one of the things he had to do when he went to this one temple was there was this 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 huge chasm at the bottom, like just this space between him and where he was trying to go. And it looked like an abyss, like a never ending fall. And he was afraid. But there was a point where he had to realize like, okay, whatever the riddle was or whatever it was, I haven't seen this in a while, y'all, so I could be getting it wrong. But all I know is he had to take a risk and step out into the nothing. So he put all of his weight and all of his four. I mean, he just put that foot out there and he let it land. And when it landed, it looked like he was he was about to fall into the abyss, but he landed on a solid rock. And then the camera pans and it shows that actually where it looked like there was nothing there, there were actually these little steps that led and it just, it camouflaged in with, with, with below, with what was happening below. And so other men had just jumped to their dooms or, you know, had other things happen. Whereas he, he took those steps that led him across where he was trying to, where he was trying to be. So I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're in a Jonathan phase, literally just, just step out and say, God, okay. One thing my, um, I heard this pastor say before he said, you, you can, you can pray the block it principle. The block it principle is God, if this is you open it wide up, but if it's not you block it, block it god i mean i I pray that when i have a man trying to approach me i have not dated y'all but what i'm telling you guys they'll come for me and i'm like um lord block it Mm -mm." there was a really good looking man at my church and i was like wow he is fine and then i thought because of who he was there with that he was married and i don't play around with married guys like i don't i don't even if i feel any kind of way that the wife or might be insecure or um, there might be some type of tension there. I don't fool with married people. Like I just say, I would nod and walk. I, I don't even look up. I look in the other direction. I talk to you. It's not even that I'm insecure, but I think it's just for me, marriage is sacred and I want to protect. I just, I like to protect, um, marriages and married people's hearts, you know? So I never want a wife to look across the church and see me talking to her man or, you know, it's, it's, for me, I, I can't explain it y'all, but I'm very aware of it and it's natural. I can't, it's not like if you call me or if you want to email me about this and tell me, girl, you tripping, you can do that. But I'm telling you, it's something that I do without even thinking. If I see a ring on you, I'm like, oh, praise the Lord, brother. And I move on. Or I'm, I'm even careful because a lot of married guys, they reach out for hugs, but I just put that arm where our shoulders barely touch, you know, but our sides don't, they don't connect. And I just tap that shoulder with that arm out there, you know, and I, <laughs> I just, I'm super careful because I'm aware. So this guy was at the church and I thought, man, he is, yeah, he's fine. And, um, but he's, you know, he was new. So I had never seen him before. And I'm like, oh, he's yeah. Yeah. But I saw him with a lady. I think it was one Sunday after church, but I noticed him kind of like gravitating my, my way. Um, but in typical Cecily fashion, I, I'm like, no ma'am, no sir. I'm out. I was <laughs> like the way he was looking, he was looking at me, um, you know, kind of staring me down, but I was not about to entertain somebody else's and, and I'm still pretty new at the church too. I mean, I've been there for some months, for months and months, but, um, you know, I haven't really communicated with anybody like that yet. So, 
um, except the praise team. So I was like, uh uh-uh, nope. So I moved around pretty fast. And then come to find out later, um, and this was not even through my searching. Somebody told me later that he was single. And I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) So, of course, immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay. See, I could have walked up and said, how are you? Are you new here? You know, I have not seen you before. And struck up a conversation, but I ran because I thought dude was married. So, (laughs) So, I'm like, yes. But before, after the woman told me that he was single, the, the very next thing I did was, Lord, you know, I thought he was cute when I first saw him when I was on the, I was singing on stage and I saw him in the audience. I'm like, wow. But if this is not for me, block it. If this is not what you want for me, block it. Don't let him look at me. Don't let him ask me out because I felt there was, I, you know, I felt like he looked at me and it wasn't that one time. I actually had seen him several times come to the church and he, you know, it wasn't like his first visit or whatever, but I had been seeing him. So I prayed the block of principle and the Lord actually told me, he said, no. And I'm like, Lord, but he's so handsome and he's a believer. And he was like, you don't know what I know. So the answer is no. And that to me was God blocking it. So now I can continue my same posture of moving around. Like, don't make, don't make it a thing so when God so and and one thing I have to pray is when it comes to like relationship stuff is the Lord I'm like Lord I want this I want and it's so interesting because I've been a widow now four and a half years but I remember a time where I was like "Mm -mm, I'm not I don't want it I don't want to I'm good I I remember my mother-in-law telling me baby you need to you're young you need to get remarried I'm I support you I'm with you and I'm looking at her like okay mama thank you but I'm like baby bye you know and now I'm at the point where it must be it must be close to time because it's like now I'm ready and but but when I get men to approach me as much as I want to um have a date and go out and look pretty for somebody my heart is I don't want to get tangled up into something that will take all of hell and heaven to untangle me out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather wait and be lonely for now and let God be my joy than to get wrapped up in something that's going to be hell getting out of. And so, anyway, I really digress uh, a lot there. But I just want to encourage you, even in relationships, go ahead and ask the Lord, hey, if this ain't you, block it. Let's not be so consumed with having what we want in the moment that we're afraid to ask God because we're afraid of what he's going to say um, to do something difficult for us, like blocking something. So those are my three examples. I just slapped my Bible. <laughs> those are my three examples. It is time to move. It's time for you to move. There's something that God is trying to, he's trying to get you from one place to another and I have not seen very many times in history uh, a person move not move and God just dropped something in their lap there unless you're some kind of trust fund baby or something like that but I've seen when I've seen God move it has been for the man or the woman that's willing to step in and move first so you need to move so I just want to encourage you today if wherever you are, if it be afraid, if it be you don't have full information, but God is saying to step out, you don't know a whole lot. You're just like, okay, he just said to come. So I'm coming. Hey, 
I just want to encourage you, do it. Do the next thing that God said do because he will not fail you. Even in my not knowing, even me in, in me moving out here and being going through homelessness and all of this stuff, I promise you that the only thing I can say is that he hasn't let me down. He has taken me from glory to glory. And it doesn't look like what I would have, you know, wanted it to look like. But it is still beautiful. Everything is beautiful in this time. So, God, I just thank you so much for this podcast today. I thank you for this um, word that you've spoken to somebody. Somebody, this is for you. Lord, I pray right now for courage confidence, boldness, um, tenacity to do the very thing that you told them to do. Um, and Lord God, even if they're not very clear on it, that's not a sign that you don't want them to do it. It's a sign that you're trying to grow them in how they hear you. So Lord, I pray that they would open their ears, their spiritual ears, their eyes to see Lord, and that they will be willing to walk and step into this growth that you are doing and performing in their lives. God, I thank you, Lord, that this move on the other side of it is blessing. Lord, that they're going to step into blessing. And you have promised them something that they're going to step into. A lot of people, a lot of you guys, I'm hearing the Lord, he's going to release your inheritance. The thing that you've been waiting for, the thing that you that that you know is owed to you. He said he's going to release it to you as you move, as you step into the thing he's told you to do. Some of you guys, he's told you to do something specific. Some of you, he hasn't. God is saying, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great, but it may not look the way you want it to look, but do you want to live a life stagnant and sitting back and, 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 and regretful of not having taken the leap? Or do you want to go ahead and step out and see, won't he have something under there to undergird you? So God, I thank you right now that this is a season. This is a move. Hey, this is a move. (laughs) And I thank you, God, that that your people will be obedient to step into and out of the thing that you called them to. Lord, I bless them. I pray that you will bless them and keep them, that you will make your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them, that you will lift up your countenance upon them and give them the peace that they need to do the thing that you want them to do in Jesus mighty name. All right. I bless you guys. I do love you so much. I'm so thankful, man. It's going to be incredible. I want to hear testimonies. Let me know what God is saying to you um and if you want to reach out you feel free to reach out holler at me my email address is let me see which one i could give you guys that would be um easy to to reach out to me on you can go okay so i need to probably make an email for um for my for this but um do cecily wyatt at gmail.com c-e-c-i-l-y W-Y-A-T-T at gmail.com. If you need some encouragement, feel free to email me if you feel in some kind of way. And to my listeners that have my phone number, holla at your girl. You can text me, you know what I'm saying? I'm good with that. <laughs> all right. I love you guys. More updates and stuff, all that next time. This was more of a just 